Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Welcome to part two of the episode that I did with my sis, Kiana. And I'm so excited about this part of the interview in that me and Kiana actually take a deeper dive into her therapy journey. But we also really touch on the struggles that we have at times with when we're fully surrendering to God. And the reason I wanted to separate these, separate this interview and break it up into part one, part two is because we really, really take a deep dive into not how to and how to cultivate your ground, but also how to give your ground to God. And I think sometimes we can struggle with being okay with fully surrendering to God when we are going through a healing process, especially when we've never probably ever opened up about our full healing and what we need to heal and knowing that God is really, really wanting to open us up to a lot of new perspectives and new things. And so me and Kiana really, really talk about that in this part of the episode. And so I know that you're going to enjoy it. Make sure you follow Kiana on Instagram, check out her podcast. She believed he could because she is such a wealth of joy and love and just inspiration when it comes to being fully transparent and your relationship with God. And so I definitely know that you'll enjoy this interview and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. Make sure you come back next week as I'll have another episode for you. And I love you guys so much. Now let's get into the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. I don't think I would have been able to cultivate that ground without seeking therapy. Why? Because I didn't know that I needed to address those issues. I was going to therapy thinking, okay, um, let's go back five years. Okay, I've been married seven. I got some children I could talk about. But God was saying, you are still refusing to talk about the very things that are that that I'm going to need to bless to bless the ministry. But it has to start with you, girl. Okay, I got to pause you now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sis. I'm over here trying to hold. <laughs> yes. You said so much. Cause and, and I'm processing this as also a mental health counselor. So I'm hearing this and I'm also processing it as that, but also spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna break this down of the best way I can to bring it back to understanding. A part of the reason we don't realize we struggle with comparison, lack of confidence, um, praying to God and feeling like we have the faith that he hears us, worthiness, um, 
um, all of these very like present day feelings, factors that impact our relationship with God. You said something about how those roots ran deeper than your love for him. This is, and this is partially why when things are rooted deep, we don't realize it many times. We were planted in things that we don't know. That's why generational curses, there's there's a scripture in Deuteronomy that talks about, and I wish I knew it off the top of my head, but it says <clears throat> about how even, oh my gosh, I wish I remembered it, but even the generations behind us, we can still be in suffering because of their lack of repentance. And, and understanding that even we can suffer because of things that our parents did that were planted. And so we don't know that that can be a part of our story because we've never dealt with it. Or we just kind of think that, oh, well, when God comes in, he comes in like a flood and it's just is what it is. But those present day feelings of lack of worthiness, fear of if I put this business out there, people are going to do it or people are going to buy stuff. Those feelings of insecurity of, can I really, am I capable of doing this? The shame of, well, God, if I'm this person, why are you calling me to do this thing that doesn't feel like I'm not good enough or the inadequacy or all of this? And what that is tied to are those roots. All those roots are tied to those things of when I was a teenage mom, how people treated me, people Mm -hmm. wrote me off, people did this, people did that. And so if I'm written off by these people, then of course, if I start a business, other people gonna write me off too. But in your present mind, you don't think that because it's not so closely tied to the present. It's only tied to the past. Or, and so when you talk about that, what I always describe to people is, uh, therapy is like my open confessional it's where I share when people wrote me off when I was a teenage mom and I don't know the story behind that Kiana fully but if I'm hidden on that let me know but Mm -hmm. like when people wrote me off I felt rejected Mm -hmm. I felt disappointment I felt like I'm not good enough or I feel like my decision or a choice that was made or something that happened to me made me be this person and now I got to deal with all of this and so that becomes then a part of our identity but we never realize that that is it until we deal with it and when it brings when it's brought to light God's like yes this happens but I still love you yes this happened but you're still worthy yes this happened so on and so forth the roots go back deep but the word always redefines those roots Yes. The word always redefines what that is supposed to be. But we're not reminded of that because we're so stubborn and giving it to God. We're so stubborn and wanting to talk about it. So we never deal with the root to give it to him. And so then we just spend time praying over like, give me confidence, give me confidence, give me confidence. Well, there's a root as to why you don't have it. There's a root Mm -hmm. as to why we are struggling with this. There's a root. There was a reason why when Jesus was at the well with the woman, he was sitting Mm -hmm. there telling her, give me the water. She's like, well, why am I giving you this? What do you mean? She was going back to ancestor time of this is the well and all this. And he's like, if you knew who I was, Mm -hmm. if you knew who I was, 
You wouldn't be asking me them questions. So let me show you your roots. You got a husband right now that ain't even yours. Or you got a man you live with that's not even your husband. All this stuff. And what happened? She was like, how did you know this about me? And went and told the people. Mm -hmm. And so when she gave it to him, she had a deeper rooted love for God. Or we have a deeper rooted love for God because it it's a reverence of you allow me to go through all of that to get to this point and I'm still staying in my mind. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Yeah. I could never leave you. I literally think to myself in my mind, I can never be without the father. To think of who I used to be mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually, mm-hmm. girl jacked up. And yeah. because of that, we get stubborn and not wanting to address it or when it gets hard to address, we just pull back. But he's like, I, I want all of that. Yes. And so I, I love that we can address those roots because what God does, he does bring it to the light, but with, not without your covering. Like it, I, I, all I can see is like a hand on the ground and God is saying, I want to bring that stuff to the light, but we are refusing to move our hand. Like, oh no, God, I, you know, there's so much shame underneath. There's so much guilt. There's so much doubt and fear and rejection. And God, it was so much trauma, Lord. Like, I don't want to move my hand in. And God was showing me that you, he can, that I can trust him with those very things. And yes. so when I started to dig up those roots, what it allowed me to do, it was allowing me to cultivate the ground of my life. I was able to cultivate my marriage and I was able to cultivate you know, me being a mom, me trying to step out here on purpose and in purpose for the Lord and God. Okay. So what does my ground have to do with all this is what I remember asking him. And God was saying that when you are able to dig up all of your tragedies, when you're able to dig deep and I'm still digging by the way, but when you're able to dig deep, cause we're going back 10, 15 years worth of stuff that I have just suppressed and suppressed and suppressed over time, God was saying that when you can dig up those tragedies and start replacing those seeds with my treasures that I have for you, you're going to be called to live life abundantly. You're going to be called to see life in the way that I see things for you, the plans, all of the many things that I have for you, but I need your ground to be good. Because you can replace it with who's for you. Mm-mm. you replace all of those things with the word and yes. then you recognize who is for you mm-hmm. yeah I had a baby when I was this age mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and who can yeah. say something who yeah. has something to say yes because if there's no reproach with my father then what you got to say ain't got nothing to do with me baby yeah, it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter and I love that about the bible and when he gave me that whole mindset shifting for his for his daughters and for my sisters he was showing me that there is not going to be anything that somebody can say about you or against you that my word doesn't come back even harder So when, and I I was talking about that with Bartimaeus when, you know, people wanted to shut him up, you know, oh, be quiet, be quiet. And he started shouting louder because you can't give me what I need. You can't, you're not going to stop me from going where I need to go. So if this is my one chance to do what I need to do for the Lord, then I'm going to take it and I'm going to take it with no regrets. And so I've been cultivating this ground 
for she believed he could. God has given me a process on how women can really cultivate their grounds for a promise of relationship. God is saying if they could take their pain and see my promise, they can align that pain and see my promise, then their mindset will be shifted in such a way to where they will trust me in the process. Ooh, they need to trust me in the that's process. The part. That's the part. And that's, that, the, part. that's, that's the starting point right that, there. Yeah, that's the part because it is a process. Because people mm-hmm. ask me a lot and I know that that's like out of just, you know, wanting to understand how do you get to this place? How mm-hmm. do you get to a place of being to where you can you can trust and rely on God and speak about him in this in this light and what it what it was for me was understanding that if I didn't trust anything else yes I had to trust him through my pain and there were times I was telling somebody today I was like there were times I was sitting in therapy and I felt like we were talking about the same thing for like six months like over and over like last year was my year of worthiness. And I didn't realize worthiness was, was um, shame. Like I didn't, I had so much shame about everything I did. And I operated in so much perfectionism. And because I operated in perfectionism, I felt like I had to work for God's love. And I never felt worthy. And we would talk about that. Kiana, there were times I was like, we still on this? Like, why, why, why? But it wasn't until the breakthrough of understanding where it started. Yeah. And I realized when it, when I realized where it started, it was probably like nine months into the the process. Mm -hmm. I was like, that was all I needed to know. Yeah. And that, that, then I could go back to the word and understand when Ephesians 2.10 said that I was God's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And when he, when I, when I process, oh, this happened, but I'm his masterpiece, then that doesn't yeah. even, it they don't even matter. But I had to trust the process, no yeah. matter how much I wanted to quit, how much I really wanted to cry, how much I fasted and prayed and it was like, please uproot this. Mm-hmm. God was trying to get the remnants through that time frame. Yeah. He was like, when I'm taking this out, I want it to be gone completely. So you understand that whenever you're triggered or something happens that brings it back up, you remember my word. Yes. And that's why I love what you're doing on your platforms therapy as a Christian, because just because we are Christian doesn't mean we don't have a process just because we're Christian doesn't mean we don't have pain or a problem. If honestly, the pains and the problems are more illuminated as a Christian, because you, your Bible tells you your Bible tells you. So it's not that we're looking at the world from a worldly perspective, but we are still in the world. So we are still feeling everything that non-believers or people who don't call themselves Christians, we feel all that you feel. So it's, it's, we're not drawing a line here. We're just saying that we all have a process and each process will look different, but we have to make that, that determination that we want to start the process we want to continue the process life is not a destination it's a journey and I love how you said God's masterpiece because he's going to refine you and refine you until the end time so as long as you're here in time he's still refining you and only God knows what you're going to be in the end time always always yeah I think about I think about that now with becoming a mom yeah 
and I think about the the transition of this mentally for me has mm-hmm. been one of the hardest things besides counseling because I recognize I have no like everything I think I want to have control over I don't have control over and it's such a faith walk in trusting God to not know the pieces of everything um and to just rest like girl you Kiana you know I'm 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 busy body B I'm busy B I'm busy busy (laughs) and when September hit and God was like sit I was like what are you talking about this is not no what do you mean sit what are you talking about lord we have things to do you know what i'm saying we have you and i have things to do and he's like sit i don't understand but what it what it was was another layer of surrender yeah it was another layer of obedience because if you don't sit you don't rest it is impacting another Mm -hmm. part of you that you don't have control over you don't have control mm-hmm. over this baby growing in you you have control over resting and being obedient and that to me was another way of knowing this is transition but this is this is another thing of me trusting and surrendering to you and so i think when we get that in order that god's not asking us to surrender for harm he's asking us to surrender for our good yeah. And when we get that, that was why he told Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Because it feels like when we're in it, like you trying to hurt me, you trying to really hurt me, Lord. So why would he even tell Jeremiah, look, the things I have for you aren't to harm you, but to give you a hope in the future. So yeah. hope in the future comes with the feeling of this feels like you trying to hurt me, Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's for you to be prosperous. Yes, Amen. I love that. I he love it told, so much. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even told him. He wouldn't have even told Jeremiah. Hey, don't fear their faces. Why would he tell Jeremiah that so far before Jeremiah mm-hmm. started? Because when he was, when Jeremiah was preaching to the people, he was telling them, "Look, you're going to be in Babylon. You're going yeah. to be there. So get prepared. Mm-hmm. But just know, God has a plan." He told Jeremiah that because he knew the faces of the people would have scared him if he did not stay in it. Yes. The faces of the people was going to be like, oh, whatever. You ain't even trying. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't have even told Jeremiah that. Mm -hmm. So God is also preparing beforehand to say, look, what I have for you, it may look like it's harmful, but it's really not. It's to really help you. Yes. Yes. So trusting that process. I mean, that's where you start. That is the starting place of saying, okay, God, I am surrendering my all, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever this looks like, Lord, I'm surrendering it to you. And we have to do that daily. Yeah. Um, And don't be so quick to pass up your cup of suffering because we all have that cup, that same cup of suffering. And I, I oftentimes used to tell God, you know, God, you know, please just take it away, Lord, you know, I don't want to go through this, or I don't want to have to experience certain things, the trauma that um, the worldly, you know, that the world tells us that it is, and God is saying, that's the very cup I need you to drink from, because it's the sacrifices at the bottom of that cup I need you to get, I need you to understand that sometimes in my suffering, there is sacrifice, so thank you, Jesus, girl, thank you, And, and, and with that too, like, 
just to kind of pivot into how this has this whole experience has helped you how did it change the way you were as a mom and a wife oh my gosh so digging up those roots from 10 15 years ago obviously I wasn't married then and although I was going into that season of my life where I was going to get pregnant um, at the age of 16 and then you know from there on I was just going down this this downfall but going um, all these years later now being saved I didn't realize that I was because I was refusing to deal with those roots I was starting to become to like this stopping point of my life like I was able to have this zeal for the Lord but then my marriage would be at like this this holding place and like I was I feel like I wasn't really getting through to my kids and I'm like okay God what is happening here you know what I'm saying like I, I'm I'm doing everything that I believe that I should be doing I am at you know I'm on my knees each and every day and God was showing me the ground yet again the ground that there is a line that I refuse to cross and so as I suppressed and suppressed and suppressed even throughout getting married and having children and now being a blended family and just as life happened God was saying that there wasn't room for anything else. It's like we ask God for so much. And God is saying, it's like our hands are full. God is saying, you're asking and believing me for so much, but I can't give it to you. I can't, you don't have room for what I have for you. You don't even have the, the capacity to withhold all of the things that I'm trying to do in your life, in your marriage, in your motherhood. You don't have the room. So then I started to, to search, okay, well, where, why not? Like, why not? And God was showing me my ground and he was showing me those unwanted roots that I needed to dig up in order for his love to be able to flow and to run deeper. And so as I dig and I dig and I dealt with the, the doubt and the fear and all of the trauma that I, I had throughout my teenage years, I was able to sprinkle a little bit of seeds for my marriage. I was able to sprinkle a little bit of seeds for my children, for my oldest son. He's 13 now. And so he's going through stuff. And I'm like, okay, God, I need ground for this. I need to be able to come out here and just like the farmer, just scatter those seeds each and every day, Lord, because I don't know what's to come of this, but I know that I need my ground to be just as fertile and as just as good as it needs to be. So you can move and work in me to where I shouldn't have to, you know, be at this, this standstill of growth. And, and I remember that because my seeds would, they would sprout, but they wouldn't survive. I would grow stagnant in my faith. Girl. I would see, I would see a sprout and I will be so on fire for the Lord. Do you hear me? And then as soon as it wouldn't sustain or survive, I would get stagnant. I would be hopeless. I would just be discouraged in such a way to where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to stop planting the seeds, but why does this keep happening? So each time a seed wouldn't survive a sprout, I would grow stagnant. And I noticed that I would grow stagnant in seasons. Do you hear me? So I hope this was making sense to me. Yes. So I'm like, okay, so I need to cultivate the ground. I'm stagnant in seasons. And, you know, it's all because of, you know, my, my sprouts aren't surviving. So I, everything started making sense. So I'm like, okay, I need to dig. I need to dig. And that's what started the process of going to therapy. But my husband started to see, he started to see a, a change in me to where I wasn't afraid to 
conversate or have conversations Ooh, about my that's past. good that's good because some stuff was off limits to the husband girl, like look baby girl understand here. okay you ain't god okay like <laughs> you know that's why i'm saying like god is a safe place for me and so i had to invite my husband into that space because there was a like a do not enter sign for him at some point in our marriage girl. And, and, and not to interrupt you, but like what that did, because I always like to, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. processing what you're saying and I come back with it. You're more aware. Yes. That's what ha- you became aware of one, a couple of things. There's a couple of things that be happening when, when we talk about stuff. You're aware of where the enemy likes to come in. Yeah. And like to, like to, to play games and try to, play like he knows something but he really don't okay you know what i'm saying and so you're more aware of of the attacks or the triggers you're more aware of the ways that my emotional state impacts my children you're more aware of how my emotional state impacts my husband and not only that but you're more aware of how my reactions to what they do impact their behavior and how as the woman in the home, because, you know, we have, we hold a heavyweight, baby. We are heavyweight champions of the world. Okay. We <laughs> hold a crown that is when I'm leveled. Oh, this home, baby, when I'm straight, there's nothing. I remember there was a time when, when the pandemic happened, since I, this is a funny story, but it's so true. Because I remembered when it, when I had got pregnant, I went through a small little bout of depression and I was like, questioning. I was like, God, are you here? Are you here? And I remember Nico walked, was walking around the house and he was like, babe, you got oil hanging from the doorposts. And I was like, oh, because when I was like real into it and I was calling down the heavens, I was anointing this house like nobody's used to the point to where he even saw the oil dripping from the doorpost. And I was <laughs> like, that, that was an indicator to me. This home is covered. Yes. So when we're when we're leveled, when we got when me and God are like on it, this home is like a different type of atmosphere. Yes. And so you are able to sprinkle seeds of love, hope, faith, all these things to these areas mm-hmm. because you have you had been dealing with things and pulling up the roots of stuff that now God could could completely come into. Yes, girl, that part, okay? Because how my ground that shares roots with ground of my marriage, that shares ground with roots for me being a mother, that shares ground for me being a daughter, those roots will intertwine. Girl! So if, if, if my marriage is connected to my shame and my guilt is connected to my children, Father, I don't want that because I am projecting what I've been through upon them and, and, and I'm wondering why I'm at a standing place with my marriage and my kids are out here just doing what they want to do and I'm not getting through. And I was like, God, you are so good and you're so faithful that you, he's patient for one, because it oh. took me a minute to get that. I'm 30 years old now and I'm like, God, there is not a better season to cultivate this ground. Okay. I've been, I, it's, it, this is something that's going to happen from season to season to season and as sprouts grow and as 
you know, my kids, you know, do what they need to do. And my husband, you know, as seasons change and he, you know, he's feeling this way or that way, I'm able to have the ground to be able to cultivate those roots. I'm able to go out there and nourish that ground, pray over that ground, uh, bless that ground because my roots are your roots and your roots are our children's roots. And I need all this to come back together to be good in Jesus name. Yeah, and so you, you're more equipped to handle how to deal with when he's may not be at the place, and and yes. you need to encourage him and support him. And so I, I I say that as a means of like to also even kind of wrap up too, but like say that to say we have to deal. We do. There's no way, and we have to give God these spaces, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how overwhelming it is and it it bear it bears fruit I say all the time healing bears fruit I don't care what anyone says healing still bears fruit absolutely and it bears fruit in ways that you may not see mm-hmm. we don't see what God's doing all behind the scenes Mm-mm. but what happens is is what what occurred was you renewed your mind to be able to do exactly what the word says prove what is good and perfect and with that, you know, there was blessing behind it because now your kids can experience the fullness of what that looks like. They get to grow up in a space where the fullness of God is present and being able to, that's generational curse breaking. That's being able to redefine what our kids get to experience. That within itself is a whole new thing. Amen, sis. Yeah. Amen. And it start with, me the ministry starts with me the process starts with me and so now that I'm sharing ground with she believed he could God is saying I'm expanding your ground in such a way you know how when people buy property they get their property lines and they know how far they have to where they can build plant whatever God is saying I'm going to continue to expand your property lines so your ground is is going to be so it's going to be so much further than what you really think. And imagine if he had not, if he allowed that to happen when you weren't fully at a place to be healed mm-hmm. for it. Cause what I say all the time is God brings blessing to sustain us. He doesn't bring blessing for us to squander it, yes. but he knows and he's good and he's protective. That I'm not going to give you all of this and you're not ready because I don't want you out here being without me. Because yeah. we could want the blessing, but not have no mindset on how to steward it. Yeah. And so now it's like, oh, you, I know you, I, guys, you know, I'm not going to leave you because all of what you've done in my life, mm-hmm. that now this business is yours. This marriage is yours. These kids are yours. And I honor you because of it. And it's a genuine now I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing this business out of the workings of my love towards you, not out of performance or trying to prove something to myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, he has to get all the glory at the end of the day, period. Like the, all the glory belongs to God. Like you see me, but just know that it is because of him that I am here. Period. I said it all the time with therapy as a Christian. I tell people, I don't know how y'all found me. (laughs) But it's all for God. Yeah. So, all right. So tell the people where they can find you, Kiana. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. This has been a great conversation.
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. And I just thank God for crossing our paths. Like, listen, I'm at a whole podcast retreat with no podcast, but your sis is just out here meeting people and connecting with women that only he knew I need connections with. Exactly. So um, right now you can find me at uh, Instagram. She believed he could. Um, I also have a website that I'm really encouraging people to go sign up for my email list at www.shebelievehecouldpodcast.com. I'm in the process of launching um, the business. I'm in the process of launching all the things that God has really been cultivating in my heart. Um, he, he, he reminded me that I'm not the founder of She Believe He Could, but I am the creator, the creative of She Believe He Could, because there's so much that he wants to do in this. And as he cultivate my ground, I'm able to sprinkle that into She Believe He Could and just give the women a process of how we can change our mindset. So Shout out to you, Rosalind, for having me on your podcast. Yay. I can't wait to play a bag like, girl, who is this talking? <laughs> gonna be so good well i love you and i love you all and we will talk soon you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.